Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. The thing that I kept thinking about during the duration of that game is the body language of the team. And yes. how, I mean, Mike Rutherford tweeted out the bench. That was one note. But just in general, you had Sidney Curry, like, dancing. You had Malik Williams dancing. You had the bench doing, which I didn't even notice until they went to the replay. You had the bench doing, like, bowling ball shit on the side. Yes, they did a row. They did, like, a combined row, which was, like, uh, pretty hilarious. Uh, I got to give them that. Yeah. Um, it was, we, we can just go ahead and put it in it, Chris. I think, you know, we'll see, we'll see how many people have been. I've tweeted out, um, but if people want to tweet it out, we, I thought this was, I thought this was going to be really, um, really fun, but yeah, no, I completely agree with you. The, 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 the bench looked rowdy. The, The team was just doing everything. Louisville was doing absolutely everything that we'd wanted them to do um, all season long, moving the ball, paint touches, being incredibly aggressive on defense. They have been confounded by zones this entire season and like just performed absolutely incredible against a very like not a very typical uh, Georgia Tech zone. I think like we should absolutely know. No, it was like an unorthodox like. I mean, I, I would call yeah. it like a trash zone, but like Ole Miss kind of kind of <laughs> runs like the same stuff, like where they're really high pressure, um, and you know you got to kind of make quick decisions. Um, yeah, it was a really unorthodox zone for sure. So you know, absolutely, you know, things are going great. Um, <laughs> they, they 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 go into halftime, take that momentum in halftime, come out a great Malik Williams. Uh, dunk right out of the half. Um, they increase the lead to 27. And then I guess just Jordan Usher and it, it, they, they, and young, they just did the Jordan DeVoe just like started hitting shots. Yeah, but and, and I mean, they, they talked about that on, the, on, I think it was a bit of playing it up a little bit. It didn't seem like they did anything particularly special unless I was just like, totally having an out of body a body experience I, I put my phone on airplane mode i was fully prepared for Lobo to completely <laughs> blow that game and not talk to anybody for the next 24 hours um but it didn't it didn't seem like they were particularly doing anything special like hitting crazy shots i mean michael devol was going on his left side yeah. and getting to the glass and and you know making some layups but it wasn't like Kimball Walker was out here in Madison Square Garden or something like that. That wasn't happening, right? Completely okay. agree. Uh, okay, I want to make sure I'm Completely right on that because, I, I, you know, the, the announcers were acting like they were doing something incredible. So. I think it was it was far more about Louisville not executing on their own end and just like the second they faced some adversity, yeah. um, all of the things just went away. And, and you just started to see a lack of ball movement, um, you know, fadeaway threes, really poor shots early in the shot clock. Uh, just, just the classic hallmarks. I, I tweeted out like all the mm-hmm. hits, the, the, the Malik fadeaway three, just uh, all the hits. A classic performance. But of course, you, um, you know, you, you get the you get the twenty five foot Jarrett West three pointer that switches it, and that's the shot you want. That's the shot you want right there. I mean, obviously, that is the shot you want. Is Jarrett West shooting a a twenty five foot 
contested three pointer to, um, you know, spell a big, a big run by uh, Georgia Tech. Um, down the stretch, my guy was was very, very good. I have, you and I both have had our conversations yeah. about Jarrett West. And I think the fan base as a whole has probably had their conversations about Jarrett West and how they're probably just ready to not watch him play basketball anymore. But um, a tip of the cap to him tonight, because I'm not sure Lobo wins this game without him. I mean, yeah. he has 20 points. I know Lobo doesn't win this game without him, but even his plays <laughs> late down the stretch, hitting some clutch threes, uh, big time plays gives Lo- gives Louisville fans a chance to dream, and uh, you know, <laughs> it just, it just <laughs> dude, it, I'm almost out of words because just having the slightest bit of happiness is so refreshing, isn't it? I completely agree. Like, even if they go out and get get waxed by Virginia tomorrow, like on I. Like, like I was going to be mad, but like, it was like by no means going to be the same kind of mad that I get after these types of games. And just like, yeah, like this is almost like too fitting. Like this is how the season has to end. Um, like even if they go out and get waxed by Virginia tomorrow night, like I just, I don't know, man. Like it just, it just, it's nice to have just a little bit of respite, just like, you know what? (laughs) Undefeated in the postseason. It's a brand new season undefeated. (laughs) You know, I, I think, I, I Virginia is such a weird team with us. Like nothing, like none of the, none of your like, what, Oh, what is the, what, how they match up with this? What none of those things ever make sense to me. Correct. In any way, shape, or you're, form. you're completely right. Just that's, because why, it's just... that's why I totally ignore <laughs> any analysis because on paper, I everything... here, look. Oh, I think I lost you, Chris. Chris, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you back? I think I'm here. So okay, I had a a phone call for a second. I was just saying, like, yeah, I totally ignore the analysis of any Virginia game because seemingly every year Louisville has guys that that match up pretty well um, uh, against them, and it Mm -hmm. just never really matters. But let's say tomorrow, if Louisville beats Virginia, the hype train for this team is going to be absolutely astronomical. And I just want that moment so damn bad. I don't even <laughs> care what happens after that, but I want a semifinal against North Carolina, against Armando Baycott. I, a win, to, a, oh a win tomorrow would feel so glorious for, you know, the, it would feel great for the entire city of Louisville. We have been through a season of basketball purgatory. And we are jumping for joy for a win over Georgia Tech, and that tells you a lot, man. I mean, no, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's not. It's not even a question. It's 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 so fascinating. We got a we got. Um, it we looks got like Brandon. So yeah. We got requests. We got Brandon. Let's let's. We definitely want to want to want to bring up the bring up the folks, Brandon. You, you should be able to speak. Unmute, and you're in. Oh hey, <laughs> sorry. Hey. How are you doing? Well, um, <laughs> was just calling to get your all's kind of thought process in. All right, let's look past great game for, um, let's say, 75% um, of the time. <laughs> um, but where are the wins here? Like, let's look systematically. Where are the wins here in terms of which, what does Josh Hurd say tomorrow to another coach? <laughs> Based off of tonight's <laughs> performance, like let's really look forward thinking, not 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 just to tomorrow for the next game, but 
aren't there pieces here to build off of? That's my thought. You can, you no, can go think, ahead. You, you can go ahead, Gabe, and I'll, I'll follow. I think up. that's a good point. I mean, I, I, I think, I think, you know, I, I really would like to keep Sidney Curry on this basketball team. I really would like to keep um, L. Ellis on this basketball team. Um, I think the rest of the guys, you're either, you know, either they're, you know, Malik, Noah, Wes Faulkner, you know, Sam, for all intents and purposes, it sounds like is on his way out. Um, you know, I don't really know what happened with Trey Davis um, and and Matt Cross. I, I, you're get anybody's guesses as good as mine. If someone knows, I'd like to know, Chris. I don't think you know, right? I didn't hear anything about that. No, I mean, I, I, I've been able to get, you know, a decent amount of info about some stuff. Um, all the situations we've had in practice, I've been aware of like 75% of yeah. them. Um, what happened tonight, I, I got no clue. I, you know, it could have been just – Piggy's saying this is working. I'm going to roll with it, or it could have been something bigger than that. I really don't yeah. know. Um, it, it, as far but, as to that, like the Sydney Curry stuff is absolutely shocking. To I don't want to speak for you, but I know it's pretty shocking to me. I did not expect any of this from Sydney Curry. I was yeah. pretty down yeah. on him. Um, I'm happy to see it. You obviously want to keep him. He is the closest thing. He is not. Let me say this very loudly. He is not Montrez Harrow. But he's the closest thing that Louisville has had to Montrezl Harrell since Montrezl Harrell has been here. And we have talked about that for – well, we've been doing this podcast for what, three or four years? Yep. And that's well, – has that been a conversation piece for three or four years? It's 100%. An alpha dog on the Louisville basketball team? Where's that guy? I mean, you had it in Dwayne Sutton, and that's maybe the last alpha kind of let me – take control of this moment guy um it, it you know he's the closest thing that we've had to that well, in a very long time and, and chris sorry uh, y'all still have me live so i just wanted to, to chime no, in if you if, if if you look at the reaction that people get i mean sid curry gets a reaction from people sure like from like just average I don't know. You want to call them front row fans, maybe for U of L fans, older fans to all the way through enthusiastic people. It's a spirit that I mm-hmm. think that we're talking about. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so much is that that is synonymous with football basketball. There's always a guy, whether it's a, a Preston knows, whether it's a Francisco Garcia, the Taquan Dean, a Montrez Harrell, a guy that is the emotional identity of all these teams that have been very successful. And Louisville hasn't had that for several years. And I totally agree. I mean, that's something you can build around. Um, as far as L. Ellis, I will, I will tip our caps for, Gabe, both Gabe and I. Ooh, I mean, we've been we've been preaching about this guy for a little bit. We right? have, Gabe. We have. We've been we've been on we've been on the L train. We've been uh, that's that a good one. The L train. Um, we, we've absolutely been on it. And, but he was, you know, he he, made, he had some some misses. You know, he wasn't great from the field. Two of eight from the field, including one of three. Um, he needs from three. He he needs coaching. He got to the free throw line though. He had six assists and five rebounds. And 10 points and, uh, you know, only two turnovers. Um, in, I mean, you, you know, had you had five players that scored double figures tonight. You don't have anybody on this team that averages double figures. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
it's it's fascinating. It's um, but he's absolutely a guy. When I talk about people that I want on this basketball team next season, who are currently in a Louisville uniform, it's Ellis Ellis and, and Sidney Curry. Just like no no questions asked by Dre Davis. Um, maybe like a half tier below them, and um, you know, kind of the rest you can you know decide. I guess um, the, the, those are the three guys that uh, with Jalen Withers as well. Those those are the four I think that I a hundred percent. I think is you need you need the next coach to sell those guys and and, and bring them back into the fold, hundred percent. We have a we have a Jarrett West podium game. He is uh, on the studio set with the ACC network right now. <laughs> oh so. yeah, I flipped and over just, to say Mary's. Just, and just wanted to wanted to point that out real quick. But, uh, thanks, thanks, Brandon. For anything else, man? Before you before you hop down. No, no, no. Just okay. Appreciate the yeah. conversation. <laughs> I think it's good to be able to to think about how we build systematically to the next thing. That's, that's what we really agree. All right. Thanks a lot. Are you, did you see the, did you see this, this Wagner Bryant thing? You said they were, they, they had like people like cops at their last game. And this is like, not what anybody wants to see, but apparently the whole team had to leave like the whole crowd. So they played two times in the conference game. I don't know what happened in the first conference game, but the second time I know like the university explicitly request it like extra security for the second game. Um, I don't know what happened tonight. Bryant won, right? Uh, it seems like Brian is, is going to win. Yeah. And, um, and apparently so, so like they just the, were like, the, 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 there's the, like another situation going on again. Yeah. Well, they kicked all of the fans. I haven't checked that <laughs> in. It looks like they kicked all of the Bryant fans or all the Wagner fans out. And it looks like the game might be over. They might not, they might actually end the game. So how much time's left in the game? Like four minutes. And there's just I have no idea. And that's that's fun. Yeah, we'll um, find it out. Yeah, the, the, just the wanted second, to ask the, about that because you, you no, had the, to, the, you, you. no the, yeah the second time they met they had you know they had public university request it like extra security at their game so I don't know they have some beef for sure. Wild, wild. Uh, let's bring up Danny, uh, who has requested. Hey, Danny, I'm mute. You should be good. Hey, what's going on, guys? How we doing? <laughs> what's not up, man? too bad. Uh, not really a basketball question, but is Joe Biden to blame for the gas prices? Uh, <laughs> that, not, not, that's, that we can uh, – I'll go to cardinalsports.com for that answer. But I have – please, I, I, I really four names recommend for you guys. That. Four names for you guys. Peck Hickman. Okay, let's talk some coaches. Peck Hickman, Danny Crum, Rick Pitino, Mike Pegues. Which one of those four has won more ECC tournament games? Let's go. <laughs> the future's bright, guys. The future is really, really bright here. I was That's thinking today, I was thinking today if Mike Pegues, you know, won tomorrow, I'm pretty sure he would have the same amount of ACC tournament wins as Rick Pitino. And that would be really fun. Uh, Patino has zero. Is that is that true? I mean, you may be right. Like, I don't know man, if he has one or tournament ban at fifteen sixteen, and then we lost to Duke. Um, we lost to UNC, right? Uh, it was it was. I thought, uh, I thought for some reason the Kennedy he had one, uh, or one or two. The Kennedy Chandler t- team, right? Let me look this up now. I think we lost Thanks to Duke for, with a. Uh, I don't even know how the seedings work, but the first game was against Duke. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew it was like a conversation piece throughout him being here, but I thought he got a few at the end, but you, you may be right. 
Like that, okay. that's hilarious. That's hilarious though. Nonetheless. Yeah. Well, just something to mull over. Um, big. Yeah. They lost to Duke the first time. And then you're absolutely right. Sorry. They, 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 you lost to Duke the first time they lost to, uh, um, to Virginia. Okay. He won one game against Florida state. Oh, but that's that David was, Padgett. That was David Padgett. I'm, I'm crazy. That was David Padgett. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My bad. People are talking. God, David Padgett be Florida state at the ACC tournament. That's pretty good. Oh. Well, Danny, any any thoughts? Any what's your what's your uh, what's your coaching thought, man? What's your uh where 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 are you at? Who you want? I don't know. I I think I really have no thoughts. I'm good with Kenny Payne. I'll you know I'll, I'll let the administrators in charge take over. I think there's some decent pieces here, though. Uh, I like Curry a lot. Um, I don't know what the deal with with Dre Davis is. I mean, I you would assume he'll eventually improve. Um, I love Ellis. I mean, I, I, I think the team could be emphasis on decent, but decent next year. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're not like, I don't know. I, I had, I had some, some medium expectations for this team. Um, you know, I think we all did. Perhaps that's a little delusion on all of our parts, but I, I, no, I, no, I no. think there's some, you know, there's some pieces out there. So we'll, uh, Completely. I'll hang up and listen, but thanks for taking the call. Uh, just, you know, keep in mind that the questions I ask. <laughs> I, I, I will. Absolutely. will do that. Appreciate it, Danny. Yeah, Gabe, you watched tonight. You watched the first half and what was just kind of rolling. They're moving the ball around. Noah Locks mm-hmm. hitting threes. Um, they're playing a seven-man rotation, worth noting. Um, when you see that stuff, do you get mad at Chris Mack? <laughs> um I, i've kind of just made my no but like i i'm not gonna like um do, do you look at like do you look at this team and still think you know they could have been 19 and 13 flirting with the bubble yeah 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 i do i i do think that i mean i don't think they're gonna make the tournament but I, 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 they could have been I, I like in the situation that Indiana's in right now. Absolutely, I feel like. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. I don't. I don't. I don't begrudge anybody who doesn't. Um. Who who, do, who feels you know they're angry. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a difficult situation. Um. I. I. I think at this point the dude was you know if if the Super Bowl told us anything the dude was ready to just be done. <laughs> if the um, Super Bowl told us anything. <laughs> Um, the dude was just ready to go live out the rest of uh, his days on the lake. And, you know, we, we'll see what he does in the, the near future. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's interesting. Um, if anyone wants to hop up, we we please, please, uh, don't hesitate to, to request, it's but just, I do want to go ahead. It's just so funny to me to still like look back and say that this guy threw in everything on a pivotal year completely overhauled his offensive system, hired a guy, Ross McMaines, hired the most veteran people on his staff and set them all in. And then was so quick to be like, I'm all out. Yeah. And I mean, I, again, I, I see it a lot on, on Twitter. I don't get as mad as people. Some people do. I do think, you know, some of that has been personal because Chris Mack was kind of a dick to the media. So you kind of reap what you sow. And I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
when you when you look at tonight and you look at that first half and you, you do see them playing really well and some of the stuff that they were doing was a bit of you know jump shot luck they they were hitting some shots they probably typically wouldn't hit and you know uh, Georgia Tech was missing some easy layups and stuff like that that made it look probably a little bit better but I I do think you saw a little bit of the vi- the vision for you know a, a team that could have been a nine eight seed in the NCAA tournament and a team that could have kept some forward momentum going mm-hmm. um, for what this what this season so destri- desperately demanded and I, I I just found that that kind of dynamic interesting that this guy did all this stuff. And yeah. it was just so quick to be like, you know, I'm out. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's just weird. I, I'll never understand it. I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get the full tell all one, one day, I think. <laughs> um, let's bring in Ty Spaulding, who uh, has requested. Ty, you should be good. What's up, guys? Hey, uh, sorry to disappoint, but you, you won't find the answer to uh, if Biden is to blame <laughs> for the gas prices on the website. <laughs> I am I am sad to hear that, honestly. Yeah, no, but uh, but a uh, fan fan of the pod, been listening lately. Also on this Appreciate on this Wagner Bryant game, they paused the game for thirty minutes, and it's now back uh, resumed. Um, Looks like yeah, they, I saw Wagner came back to the court. Yeah, looks like they, they kicked everyone out. I haven't listened. To, obviously, it looks like they kicked everyone out. And uh, but and stuff. But anyways, I just want to get your all thoughts on on a coaching candidate that like Mick Cronin. I think is a guy that has serious interest in the job. And the reaction yeah. from the fan base is honestly, it's a little bit surprising to me. Uh, what What are your all thoughts on Cronin? I mean. Whenever his name, do you mean surprising because it, you you feel that it's negative, or surprising you think is it positive? I mean, from what I've seen, uh, the majority of the fan base is not in on the idea of Mick Cronin. Okay, I mean, is it is that what y'all are? I mean, is that what you all? I, I don't want to. Sp- I won't speak for Chris, but I, I kind of I kind of feel similarly. <laughs> yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on on Cronin. I mean, um, I don't think it'd be the yeah. worst hire by any means. Gabe, you can give your spill, and I can kind of. I, I don't think I, I agree. I agree. I, I don't think it'd be the worst hire. I, I, my concerns about McCronin is like from most serious to like least serious. Um, I I just I feel like he he only has this kind of attention and kind of prestige because of a, a lucky run that he had where his team made a lot of contested twos. That's, that's the UCLA offense is, is making a lot of mid range jumpers. Um, they don't really move the ball as fluidly as I think some, you know, some of the other candidates, his teams move the ball. Um, uh, you know, I think, and, and I think recruiting is a little bit of a concern with him. And, and, you know, my, my cheap, my, my cheap thought is I don't understand firing Chris Mack to hire the guy whose ass he whooped several times um, <laughs> in rivalry games, you know, like I, it's, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't smell to me like a 2022 move. It smells to me like a 2014 move. Um, and I just don't, it's not, it, it doesn't excite me. I don't think it'd be a terrible hire. I think it's probably a double, double not quite a home run, but that's, that's, that's my way too long spiel. Chris, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> um, I, I've said this many times that I don't envy the position that Josh Hart is in. 
Um, because you, you know, you want to make a good hire that is solid, that has a solid, like type floor, but at the same time, you want to make a hire that elevates the basketball program. Um, and if I'm in that position and I'm, and I have, I have Mick Cronin in one hand and I have Kenny Payne in the other, and I can, I can get who I want. I think that I'm probably taking the risk in hiring Kenny Payne, um, and, you know, I'm not a guy who's all bullish on Kenny Payne. I think it can work. I think you could sell, you know, the buy-in of the program, the buy-in of the former players. You get everybody united and you recruit very well and things work out. And it's a home run hire. Um, it can go very bad, too. There's a there's a sour note that that can kind of go down. But when I look at a guy like Mick Cronin, what I see for Louisville is six seeds, five seeds, and, you know, maybe you're on the bubble one year. You're going to be good. You'll be a good team. They'll be better than they were the past two years. They'll be an NCAA tournament team. But I do not think he elevates them in any shape or form from what they previously were. And I'm, I'm not saying you have to do that, but you have to at least keep that standard. And I don't think that's the case either. I mean, I, I think Mick is a solid coach. I think there is a, there's a selling point for, you know, maybe he can get some of these West coast guys. The teams are going to be really gritty. They're going to play with the chip on their shoulder. And that kind of identifies with, the, with what the local program is. But still, when I look at him, I just see five seed, four seed, things like that. And that, you know, I'm, I'm of the same belief. That doesn't get me excited. But the one thing you do know is that you probably will make the NCAA tournament every year. But, you, I mean, you got to ask yourself, is that what you want? Like, that's not what my expectation for Louisville basketball is. Um, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. I, I, I understand him being a guy that you kind of fall back on. But he certainly wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah, I I agree with like pretty much everything you all said there. Um, but um, that's all I had really. Um, I'll go ahead and get off. No, I appreciate sure. you. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ty. And uh, yeah, appreciate appreciate the love and uh, keep keep on chugging over there. Try try and get the real answers behind the, the gas shortage over there. Uh, you know, uh, I I think you guys could get after it. <laughs> How's it going, man? <laughs> All right. No, that's, I feel like that's a good crone answer. I saw I saw some some clapping hands and some some hearts up, up in the chats. And uh, I mean, so I, it's, think, I think people. It, it, it's a conversation because I I, I do think he's going to be in the discussion throughout. And I mean, I don't know. It it, it, it like I compared it the other day to a, a diet Charlie Strong. Ooh. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you're not going to have this big, sexy offense. You're not going to probably go undefeated. But, you, you know, you may go 9-2. and two, mm-hmm. Or, you know, 9-3, and three, I guess. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I, no. I, don't, th- I don't think I've really settled in my, on my opinion other than it doesn't really elevate the program. It's like playing deal or no deal, and it's like, I'll take the hundred thousand dollars, but man, that other box could have five hundred. Yeah, the other backs could. Have, the other backs could have a lot. I, I, that's, that's a great way of putting it. I love that. Uh, I wanted before before we bring up the next uh, before we bring up cards. Um, I wanted to note that uh, uh, that David Levitch uh, and North Oldham 
um, are headed to the uh, Sweet 16. You know, a, a really big night for Louisville basketball tonight. Let's uh, so uh, if, if If Caleb Glenn and Reed Shepard play in like the final of the Sweet 16, I think I'm going to go. Dude, I did not think Caleb – I thought Caleb Glenn was good, but my man last night, that is historic. <laughs> That's a story, dude. He looks, he just looks like a dude, man. He looks like a dude and he hits it from the outside. Some too. It's, it's, um, he had a moment, man. And that's God damn. You're, you're going to give me out a rant. I just want to get the next person in here, but like, (laughs) all right, let's bring up. No, hold on. Hold on. Just, okay. Okay. Seeing Dwayne Sutton post that video and being like, that's my guy. Like that's Louisville basketball. That's Louisville basketball, baby. That's Louisville basketball. And, and and I you know for anybody listening I, I did you know I, I asked somebody I, I trust like hey what's you know after this like what's the deal uh, what's the deal with Glenn is is was he like married to Mac and he's like no no he wants to be a card just it's just just get someone get someone passable decent enough that that can that that he can he can trust and um, can excite him about being back at Louisville and he'll be in. So yeah, it seems like he's pretty committed. It seems good. Uh, let's let's bring up uh, cards from BB. Yeah, the first. Um, well, I guess I want. Oh, we lost you for a sec. Can you hear us? Yeah, you're cutting in and out. You hear me? I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry about that. Um. I want to talk about the rotation, but the first thing I was uh, hoping to respond was what Gabe was saying about Mick Cronin and how uh, he was relying on guys to make jump shots and um, the probably problems he'll have with recruiting. And I just think that's two things that Mac failed to do on, whether you want to call it recruiting or, or mm-hmm. talent evaluation, he just didn't do it well. Um, so I don't think we're really elevating anywhere if we bring in Mick Cronin um, in regards to that. And I just think he got kind of lucky, not lucky, but if you're looking back at last year's run, he's only made even like his entire like 15 years of head coaching. He's only gotten to the sweet 16 twice. I don't think he's ever won a conference championship. And so I do agree that he's not going, you know, we're looking at four or five, six seeds. Um, I mean, Kevin Ollie went to a national championship. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've seen the power of like a, a good guard and what they can do. Johnny Juzang kind of made that tournament run. I don't think Mick Cronin had much to do with that. Sure. And Johnny Juzang was a five-star recruit from LA. Is Mick Cronin going to bring in West coast stars? Maybe, yeah. but um, you know, with Kenny Payne, I at least, we at least know that he's going to uh, be hitting the recruiting trail hard and at least getting those recruits. Um, yeah. I think that's all I have to say about that. Well, actually, the last thing is we're looking at UCLA. I think UCLA was ranked, what, two or three at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. They're almost like the same situation as what Louisville was after Mac's first year where they get to the seventh seed, albeit Louisville didn't win uh, a tournament game that year. But then you just bring in all these, uh, the media sees that they're returning all these stars. We got Nuora, we got Enoch coming back, Sun, and it looks good on paper, but you know, we obviously weren't, uh, the tournament never happened the following year, but yeah. we weren't going to be a one seed. We we're probably going to be a four or five seed. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what UCLA is looking like now. Um, so I, I just want to hold the brakes on what Cronin really is doing with UCLA right now. Um, 
I'm I'm interested in seeing what he's going to do this year. But uh, to say that he's really elevated even UCLA um, beyond what they could be into just more than like a one-year run, I, I don't think we can say that yet. Um, but I just want to talk about the rotation. We only played like seven guys yeah. um, that first half. And we had all this. Um, the whole game. A lot of the people, whole game. We only put seven guys the whole game. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, um, a lot of what I saw earlier this year was about the hype around we got wing depth. I even saw like a couple burner accounts saying that we had a, a, naming themselves wing depth, you know, with Mike. Yeah, wing depth. yeah I mean, like. Shout out to the guys. <laughs> but, um, you know, I only. And obviously it didn't help that Mac wasn't there for the first few games, first six games. Um, but yeah, maybe we would have done better if we had a better outlook of who we wanted to be on the floor. Mm-hmm. I don't know what practice looked like. I'm not there at practice. Um, but it, it would have been interesting to see if – I'm not saying go full UNC where they're only playing six guys, essentially. Um, and credit to Hubert Davis for figuring that out. I mean, it's still impressive what he's done in his first year. But I, I would have been very interested in seeing um, what we could have done with a smaller group of players, especially letting you know Matt Cross get in practice, get some more runs in practice, um, as well as even Dre Davis. I don't know how ready Dre Davis was this year. Um, it's a lot of ifs and whats, but... Um, that's why I just want to talk about the rotation. No, yeah, I appreciate I mean, it. You know, I go think ahead, Chris, anybody, go ahead, anybody that's played basketball that at any type of level, like when you can miss a shot, not have to look over your shoulder about coming out of the game, it, it, it helps you. Um, I've always been of the belief that bench points and depth and and things of that nature have really just been an overwhelming talking point that doesn't really mean a lot. If you have seven or eight guys that can come in and contribute and, you know, drop buckets and and make plays and be solid on defense, that's really all you need. And sometimes having more than that is a, a detriment. I mean, I really not even making this a Kentucky thing. Honestly, it's just the first thing that pops into my mind. The hope of tune stuff that, that John Calipari tried to do a few years ago was an absolute disaster. It's something he should have never done. Tons of talent on that team could have been really successful. And for some reason he tried to, you know, do something totally different, figured out it didn't work and then moved on from it. Um, but, you know, I, I think tonight's a good example of that. You, you just need to be able to get into a flow. You need to, you know, miss a miss a closeout or miss a play, miss a layup, things like that, and be able to go on to the next play and continue playing and get into a flow, and, you know, that helps you. Um, I would like, as far as it relates tomorrow, I would like to see Jalen Withers or, or Dre Davis hit the floor. I think they'll probably need one of those guys to play well to have a chance tomorrow. But For sure. Um, if that means kind of sacrificing – you know, the rhythm and the flow you got going, I, I don't know if that's necessary. You, you you just don't need all of that. I mean, you don't need to be playing 11 guys this late into the season. I, I don't really know how to say it beyond that. No, I think that makes total sense, Chris. I, I, it's, I, I think the Dre, the Dre Davis one is way more interesting to me than the Matt Cross situation. I don't, I would love to get an answer of what, what, 
was that a was that a coach's decision? Was that is, is something going on with him? Is he hurt? Um, you know, and some of it, you know, Jalen Withers, I think 100 percent would be playing. I think that was that a necessity. But you know, uh, you're Samuel Williamson. Uh, the time you know you mentioned not not ha- you're not having to worry about someone. You know, someone's going to come in. And Samuel Williamson didn't have the best games, but he hit a, he hit a bucket at the end of that game that Louisville absolutely needed to kind of to kind of ice the thing away. He was the other guy alongside, um, you know, alongside Jared West, who was kind of key in a few moments. Is is he that guy? If he keeps getting pulled, is you know it, you know there to make that shot? We don't know. It's you, you don't have the answer to that question. Um, I think that's absolutely been been an issue for Louisville this year. I think Matt Cross. I mean, when you especially when you're dealing with these guys like Cross. You know, Locke, um, West, who uh, they they were brought in, you know, because they hit threes, and I think they missed threes and knew they were going to get pulled and get replaced, and um, then were never never able to get the rhythm. Look at look at what Jared West did tonight. Like that's just we haven't seen that all year long. You know, we haven't seen it a single game this season. And yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the that the rotation was small and you and some of these guys were able to kind of have sort of breakout shooting nights. I even think back to a guy who's on my TV screen right now, like Luke Hancock. That guy struggled through not half of the season, three-fourths of the season that they won the national championship. And if it's a guy that you go to the bench and you don't play him for a game, maybe he completely loses all of his confidence and you never have that run in the NCAA tournament. I mean, you just... Like, Noah Locke, this isn't so much for Matt Cross, because I do think Matt Cross is much more of a wild card than Noah Locke. But look at Noah Locke's resume. Like, my guy is a good shooter. He's put up good numbers. He put up great numbers at Florida. We have talked about how if you want to get really in-depth with what he's done, when he comes off a screen, the numbers he were putting up for Louisville were better than – Clay Thompson did. Yeah, I'm not calling him that shooter, but he 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 put up those type of numbers that the guy did in college, which is crazy to think about. But he did. Those, I mean, those are facts. And if you if a guy like that misses a couple and you relegate him to the bench and someone else is playing for the rest of the game, it's just really hard to get that back. Sometimes you just gotta you got to soak it in and maybe take a loss for one game because it's going to be wins for the next game. And I don't think Mac or the geese have done that this season. And, it, and I do think that's a big, big point of, of why, why things have went the way they went. No, that all makes sense. That all makes sense to me, Chris. And, you know, one of those, you know, if, if, you know, if and buts, what, what we'll never know, you know, definitely. Um, but it's something that, that I think we'll, we'll think about for sure for a while. And I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting, especially when you're dealing with, I, I think, especially like you said, with guys like cross and, and lock and I don't know, it's, it's one, it's one of those things that we're never going to get the answer to, <laughs> but man, well, maybe, maybe we'll get a few more answers over the next few days for that. Uh, any, anything else cards and BB before we, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just going to say it looked like Mac was just throwing stuff against the wall, seeing what would stick towards, you know, the the early part of the conference schedule yeah. schedule last oh, year. And Pegues did too. Pegues did too as yeah. well. To, 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 to definitely note that. 
Yeah, but it will be interesting. Whoever the next coach is, I'm sure he'll sit down with the players. Um, I mean, all those players that you just named. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know what expectations he has for some of the sophomores, uh, like Mike James, like or even Matt Cross would as a junior. What role they expect to have? What role uh, the coach expects them to have? And if they're going to buy into that? And if things aren't going well at the beginning of the season, if they're just going to turn back um, like they did this season, but. We'll see. We'll see. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you, Robin. Um, if I'm putting an estimation on it, I do not think Matt Cross returns next season. But that's yeah, be. that's probably that's probably my guess as well. But I mean, who knows? Um, but, uh, I think Mike James. I think Mike James could definitely stay around. I, th- I think a guy like Roosevelt Wheeler is pretty interesting. We'll see. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely the type of dude you want to keep, but. I think there's a lot of excitement about Mike James going, you know, kind of forward. I don't know. Um, flipping the page a little bit, dreaming a little bit. Tomorrow, Virginia, nine o'clock. Um, any thoughts? I think we're going to know early. <laughs> I think. I think... <laughs> I think we're going to know. I don't know. Maybe we won't know. They, they. I mean, Louisville did hop out to an eight no start in that final game. Um, but I don't know. I think we're. I think we're going to know early. I think we're going to know. Um, it, to me, it's just it's it, it's weird because Louisville did everything right for you know the first two thirds of that game. Um, you know, the first kind of you know three fifths, I guess, of that game where where they're moving the ball around and stuff. And then they could just turn it off and anything can happen. So it's kind of difficult uh, maybe to say, oh, we're going to know early because they could <laughs> they could be fine for the same amount of time and then blow a whatever point lead. And and the thing about Virginia is you're not, you know, it's it's not going to be that easy. Um, so it's it's really interesting to me what is, what, you know, what what we'll see with, with Virginia. There is a lot of hilarity, like in the basketball god world, that if this team can somehow officially say sayonara to Virginia's NCAA tournament hopes, like that's really, really funny. If this is the team, that, that would be that would be quite funny. <laughs> if this is the team that does that, that that's just great. Um, tomorrow, um, far from like a schematic standpoint, I think you're going to need a better Sidney Curry. Sidney Curry was good tonight, but yeah. there wasn't really an emphasis to get him the ball. Like, you know, he, he had like 12 and six, maybe, I don't know, maybe at 12 and four, I don't know. But he didn't get enough touches in the paint. Um, Louisville was making shots. I don't think they, you know, from the outside, I don't think they felt like they needed to. Yeah, that, that's probably fair. But I, I think the way you you do beat Virginia is really bully them down low. Um, so, right. You know, first things first, I, th- I think you're going to need like a, a, a 20 and nine point game from him tomorrow. And then beyond that, you're going to need Noah Locke, Jarrett West, L. Ellis, one of those guys to get really hot from outside. Those are the two, those yeah. are like the two things offensively um, that I think you need. On the other side of the ball, just whatever happens, please don't make it Kehi Clark that is beating Louisville. Like, I, I can't go out like that. Please. I don't want that <laughs> Clark dropping 20-4 and four tomorrow and that being the way we lose this game. Like, let it be anything yeah, that's, else. Please. That's 
I completely agree with that. That's a hundred percent where I'm at. I was going to say literally the same thing is please God, don't let it be Kia Clark who, who, who ruins us. Um, which is, you know, probably what's going to happen because that's just like how stuff goes sometimes <laughs> with basketball. Um, we'll see. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be an interesting one. I would love to get one more. I, you know, I mean, just start dreaming a little, right? Start. It gives you the chance to start dreaming. Yeah. I mean, um, my, my AirPods are dying right now. We get one, <laughs> we get one tomorrow. Everyone that's in this Twitter space right now, we will meet again, probably at a later time. <laughs> I will be significantly more intoxicated than I am right now. And we'll have a lot of fun. We'll, we'll talk about our mind. We'll, do, we'll, we'll have a lot of fun. So let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, thanks. I think we will end it on that. Thanks everyone for listening in. Uh, thanks Chris for hopping on and everyone who, uh, who, who hopped into the stage and asked questions. Um, we will hopefully talk to you tomorrow. Take care and go cards. Mm-hmm.